Hello and welcome to episode 38 of Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. Hey, Becca. Hello. Good morning. Hello. Good morning. Today we're going to talk about, um, are we talking about, it? kind of like it's all made up again, but um, it's all made up, pisses you off and confuses you? <laughs> <laughs> yes. We've had a lot of feedback on this area. Uh, <laughs> We've had a lot of uh, pissed off listeners who have listened to the It's All Made Up episode. Um, I got it, and it was funny because I, we, Jay and I started talking about it, and we we're both have gotten it, uh, about people who just really are uncomfortable with that. And so what do we do with that? And, you know, because there are facts. There are facts. In play. There are facts. There are facts that there are happen. Facts. And, so what do we do with know, those facts? Well, I mean, you know, it's all, here's what we, the thing is, there are facts, yes. And you and I or 10 people could be in the same room when this fact happens, and all 10 of those people have a different story about what happened. Yep. And that's what exactly. we're trying to talk about. When we say it's all made up, it's not that you don't have actual things happen. Yes, you actually broke your arm, Right. Right. <laughs> However, how you broke your arm, what happened, why you broke your arm, the meaning behind you breaking your arm, all of that is made up, right? The fact yep. is, what we know is you broke your arm. So living in the facts is actually very powerful because if you can separate out the facts from the story and just and then make up whatever story has you be powerful because we can't not make up stories. I mean, we're human beings. We make meaning out of everything. Mm-hmm. What concerns me and what is interesting to me about human beings is that the stories that we make up have a tendency to go towards our default patterns of either being a victim or being a martyr or getting to be right or all of those nasty human things that uh, – have us surviving our lives. Right. And so right. the power, I think, comes in when you can get that, oh, there's always a story attached to whatever this fact thing is. I want a muscle of creating a story that is powerful and moves my life forward rather than a story that has me show up as a victim, has me people want to take care of me, or has me show up as weak or any of that stuff, I want a big muscle in making up a story or creating my experience, for lack of a better word, around these facts that have me show up powerfully, ready to handle myself, responsible, all of those things. Now, I'm not saying that that's always my my default mode. You know, it's a, right. <laughs> it's a muscle. And again, what we focus on gets bigger. And so what happens is there's a fact that happens and then whatever story that people have around that, that then they start to focus on, which is their story that they're weak or they're a victim or everybody's doing this to me, you know, whatever that is, then that tends to get bigger because that's where their focus gets. Right. And so I think attention to the facts is very powerful. Um, And there's it's this muscle to flex around creating whatever meaning or whatever story that will have you be powerful. Now then what happens, and we just did an episode on belief, you you do have to, I think, not have to, I just think it 
it works better to create power in your life when the story that you can create as powerful it resonates as your truth. Mm-hmm. Because what happens is there's a fact that happens and then people's story that resonates as their most truth is the one that has them showing up as a victim. Right. Does that make sense? And it's like, so easy to slide into that space because especially for things that um, you feel like are evidence of of a cycle. So if it, when you see things that are happening and you have a fact that occurs, somebody, um, you had a disagreement with somebody. Okay, so you disagreed with that person. Now, if, they, if you have a lot of evidence from your past that shows up as... These are the reasons why it's so easy to slide into it and be like, this is another example of how I am treated or how the world is against me or whatever it might be. Right. Yeah. Never get the respect I deserve. <laughs> right. What right. So that's the, that's the belief. That's the, so you got to backtrack that's the belief. it. That's the, the fact is you had a disagreement with someone. Right. That's it. You did agree on a topic. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. That's it. And then what you create from that is based upon your belief system. And that is what you got to work on. That's the, that's that hard part, you know? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, um, one of the, the person that was really mad at me was really pissed off about, pissed at me about the fact that I, I went back to saying that I don't watch the news. And so they're like, he doesn't even know the facts because he's not even watching the news. <laughs> and I'm like, I totally get it. You're right. I don't know all the facts. <laughs> Here's what I know. I know there's always been pain and suffering in the world, and there probably always will be. And for me, and this is just for me, I'm not saying it's for everybody, but for me to show up emotionally prepared to be the one to make the biggest difference for you, I cannot pollute myself with all the emotional stuff by knowing all the, like, it's, it's, it's disempowering to me to know all the things, right? Because then my brain gets into this, that the whole world of, oh God, you know, I, I, at the core of me really do believe that the universe is always working for my good. That is one of my beliefs. And I have worked to foster that belief because that's what I want for my life. And so even when negative shit happens, I come back to, well, the universe is always working for my good. So even though it's hard, this is why I call, that's what I call faith. You know, I have faith that the universe is always working for my good. So there must be something that I don't see. And that's when I right. talked about before where I ha- say a prayer to, to, I pray to see it differently. You know, if I can't see uh-huh. for my good, I pray to see it differently. But like it, what I know is that I'm not strong enough yet, or nor do I ever really want to be, to be honest, to take in all the negativity and all the terrible things that are happening in the world and then find some way to make that mean something powerful for my – it just doesn't work for me. I end up in that right. depressive, tanked place, and then I can't serve anybody. So I'm not willing to put myself there. For me, in fact, it's a matter of out-integrity – for me to get my vibration so low that I can't serve. Because for me, right. my goal in life, my whole purpose of being on this planet is to serve. Mm-hmm. 
I can't serve you, then what the frack am I here for? (laughs) (laughs) And if I purposely put myself in situations that make it so I can't serve you, then that's out of integrity for me. And it might be that there are others who are on this earth to be the fact seekers. And fact you know, the betcha. If they handle that, that's great. What I hear, though, are people who inundate themselves with all that stuff, right? They inundate themselves with all the negativity and read all, I mean, they read the news like four hours a day, and then they're so depressed that they can't handle anything, and then they're pissed because I'm telling them to stop making up stories, right? So... Like, you can be pissed at me. Like it's not a story. Do the point of choosing to spend four hours of your life (laughs) in a vibration that's going to drag you down. I mean, that's just all there is to it. It's not like you have to read all the nitty gritty details to know that there's violence and harm and awful things happening out in the world. Yes, exactly. That we can be praying for and trying to be the light to lift us up out of that stuff. Like I have no facility with being super depressed and being able to take all that in and creating any kind of story that that I could be powerful around that doesn't work for me. And so whether that's the big stuff, like what's going on in the world, or if it's the personal stuff where it is it's the relationships that you have or the the foundations of how you're trying to move forward I think you know a a great example of that is when you just like you said you know you can have 10 people in a room and all of them are going to experience something different when you have a crime occur and, and you have 10 eyewitnesses to that crime you have 10 different things that happen based upon all of the things that go into that person's reality. So for me, if there's a trigger for me where there's a violent situation where if a a man is, for example, a man yelling at a woman, it's a big trigger for me. And I, so I start to project myself into that situation and I then respond from that place versus being able to look at it from this backside view of it, you know, just like, you know, clear of what I'm looking at. And so why, why would I do that? Why would I, why do I want to put myself in that position in order to see it? I, I know it's there. I know it's happening. I don't have to make it my reality in order to be a part of it and to sympathize and empathize and grow. Well, I do think it's our job to figure out what's ours to do. Again, we've talked about that a lot, like what's mine to do around like making a difference in the world. But for me, part of what's mine to do is to keep myself clean and keep myself in a space where I can serve others. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That's part of it. The other thing that I think is important to note, and we've talked about a little bit before, but I'm more and more, you know, looking into this, uh, part of the brain that's your reticular activating system. And so what I understand is the reticular activating system in your brain is the system that filters out things that are unnecessary so that you can focus on functioning in the world. Right. But it's the gateway between your conscious and your subconscious. So if what you focus on, if you've been focusing on and bringing in your consciousness, lots of negativity and lots of beliefs about people are evil, people are bad, then that seeps down into your subconscious and it's in there. Uh And no matter what then, because it's in your subconscious, no matter what you tell yourself on the outside, you can, you can start to shift your focus the other way gently and gradually. But you know, you start saying people are good. That's that belief system kicking that out going, (laughs) no, they're not. Right. No, they're not. Right. 
You've been you've been telling me, and I've been focused on, and we've filtered out all that that people are good because we've been clear that people are rotten, right? And so that's what what's what's true, and you can't I can't take in any I won't even see it, yeah, right, yeah, because it's filtered out for me, and that's what our brains do to help us survive, and that's again what we mean when we're saying it's all made up. Uh-huh. Is the sense that it's what you it's it's a product of what you've been focusing on your entire life, and part of what you've been focusing on your entire life is how you have survived your life. Right. So it's not a judgment. It's not a judgment towards people. I think that that's the other part. Is no. When no. we say you've made it up and you made up a shitty story, we're not judging you for making up a no. shitty story. We all do it. We all are making up shitty stories. Well, and what's fun about it and, you know, with what we were trying to get to, which (laughs) clearly we failed a little. (laughs) I mean, I do know some people who got that episode uh, with Rhonda because I had other people tell me they really liked it. Uh Uh, But those are people who kind of have been in the work, I think, a little more. So, you know, what we were trying to say with Rhonda is it can be very fun if you're willing to get, you're just making shit up all the time, right? you know, and that's, that's a trait of human being. And we were telling the story about, we were lit, literally sitting there having a conversation and she was saying these words to me. My daughter wants to live in Manhattan all summer. She can't do that. She can't make enough money and, and to go to school next year and live out there. And I go, really? She can't? And that's what I always do is I just at, reflect back to people what they're actually saying to me, which is, you know, I'm just asking questions, right? right? And I said, really? She can't? And she goes, no, you know, and she's just, blah, 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 blah. she's got, because by God, she's got it. This is, a, it's happened. This is real for her. She can't make enough money. And I go, really? She can't? How much does she ask to make? And she goes, I don't know. <laughs> she goes, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like, but it's not enough. making shit up. <laughs> But we do that all the time. If we get scared, we start making up scared scenarios and in our head. If we get, if we're even, you know, all kinds of things, most of the time, it's not happening right now. Nope. Number one, the things we're stirred up about are not happening right now. There's some story in our head. And number two, we're just making shit up all the time. And there is a huge level of power and freedom and fun that can come with when you get that you're doing that. Now, sometimes it's not fun. Well, <laughs> sometimes no. you find, oh, crap, I'm making up stories that I'm actually tr- tanking my relationship, and I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? Like, but, mo- but a lot of times it can be very fun and empowering to go, holy crap, I'm making all that shit up. So like, let's say it's something from, from your past. So let's say there's a situation yeah. that occurred in your past, and you are looking at it from the perspective of, let's make up something. So um, somebody did something to you that hurt you in your past. So you had a relationship that went south. So maybe you, a significant other, you broke up with a boyfriend or a girlfriend or whatever it might be. And what happened around that is the story that you've created around that. So, well, or, okay, so I have an, I have an example in my life, right? Okay. I had a friend that we were really good friends. And then they disappeared out of my life. They ghosted. Okay. Yeah. Years, years and years and years went by with me trying to get in touch with this person. And she had had some head stuff like, you know, at some point had had some seizures and stuff. I mean, I honestly didn't know if she was alive or dead. Oh, wow. Because she was so ghosted that I, I could not get in touch with her. So finally, 
After about 10 years, finally, I got a response. This is what I came to find out in her world what happened, okay? Because I want to really get that this was not what happened in my world. Right. But this is what happened in her world, okay? So in her world, the last time we were together, I was very self-absorbed about me starting my own business. And she needed me. Apparently, she was going through some emotional stuff, and I was not there for her. And so she just left the relationship. Now, in my world... In lack of a, because I didn't have that information. I also, that last time was the first time I'd really seen her once I'd already started my transition. Oh, yeah. The, the transphobia that I've experienced in the past, when I was 18 or t- in my early 20s and I came out to my very, to my uh, best friend in high school, uh-huh. she wrote me a letter, told me I was going to hell and then ghosted. Yeah. So in my world, that person ghosted on me because I transitioned. Mm-hmm. Now, come find out, it was because I was a selfish bastard and didn't have, wasn't paying enough attention to her. <laughs> right. Now, I will tell you that as soon as she told me that, I immediately apologized and said, oh my God, you know, if I'd have known that, I could have apologized 10 years ago, you know, because I'm, I, I've told you this, you know this, I've said it a hundred times. If you're going to be close to me, I'm going to piss you off at some point. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too big a personality not to piss you off at some point, right? So if you're close to me, you got to give me an opportunity to clean shit up. I, you know, yeah, no, if, yeah. you're gonna get hurt, if you're going to get butt hurt and leave and never talk to me again, probably we're not going to end up being long-term friends. So to date, this person is not in my life, uh-huh. right? right? But I will tell you now that when I have a conflict with somebody, in fact, you and I had a conflict, which at some point I want to do a podcast on conflict because I think that that's important for us. And you and I have had our conflict. But when you and I had a conflict and you were not going to let me apologize, like when you were like, (laughs) just keep your mouth Yes. I definitely had a lot of anxiety come up for me and started getting triggered around the fact that here I go again where I'm going to lose somebody important in my life because I don't know what's going on, right? Or they won't let me explain or they won't let me apologize or they won't, you know, and so, yeah, whatever has happened in our past is the story we're going to go to first. Yeah. <laughs> but you got to get that's not necessarily so. You know, like even my belief that it was about me being trans wasn't necessarily so. Right. So but it's just my past that tells me that. Right. But it's also her story that you were being selfish. And so you could your your initial reaction to her telling you that could have been I what what do you. No, I wasn't being selfish. Like, I don't know what you're talking about. And being defensive, putting, instead of saying, I'm sorry, you know, wow, I'm sorry that that's what you were feeling. Most of us then get really defensive when you hear somebody else's story, instead of just being like, it's okay, it's their story. Right. And so I can apologize, and it's no skin off my nose to say, I'm sorry that that's that's how you felt. See, that's how you felt. But it's true. My, your, yours was, when we had our big blow up, it was, my, my natural re- inclination is to hide, is to shut down, to not let conflict occur. And so if I don't talk to you, then I don't have to get real and I don't have to like deal with it. And so I hide. And so you let me apologize for that, for my response and you apologized for your response, it was such an eye-opening experience for me because it, w- it was the first time I think, I don't know, ever, 
that somebody was just like, I, you, we can both apologize for how we responded, and neither one of us is right, neither one of us is wrong. It's just the way it was. It is what it happened. It is what happened. That's it. Yeah, and that's the thing. If people, human beings want to be so right that somebody else's experience of them if it's not what resonates with them, then it's wrong. Exactly. Right? And so what I've learned is I do have a big muscle in. If I have left you a particular way, even if I'm unconscious <laughs> to the fact that I have done that, and even if in my world, how could you have taken it that way? Like, I mean, I have experiences where I'm like, really? <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah. But I still just go, you know what? I, I'm sorry that that was your experience of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't want you to have that experience of me. I want you to have an experience of me where you get gotten and related and, you know, you're left loved up and acknowledged. And, you know, and if I leave you any other way than that, I'm going to apologize, even if I don't understand how you came to that conclusion. And I don't need (laughs) you to tell, I don't need you to convince me either. You know, that was the other thing is that I feel like we try to convince the other person of why that story is true. It's wrong. And we, yeah, it's true or it's wrong. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. So we just keep going at it over and over and over again. And at some point, it's like, okay, <laughs> you know, like that's fine. You have that. I'm not not acknowledging your story by saying that that's not my reality. Right. I mean, that's okay. You can, I totally get that that's where you, you're coming from. Right. Exactly. And I can clean that up. I can, I'm, I'm sorry that I landed that way with you. That's it. You know, and that doesn't mean anything bad about me. You know, I mean, that's the thing is everybody takes everything so damn personally. And again, that's another human default mode pattern. We do that. It's all about us. We're pretty self-focused. So, you know, if you, it's easy to, I have people tell me all the time that they're intimidated. I mean, I just had somebody do this recently that in a crowd of people, it was uncomfortable. (laughs) It's like, okay, came up to support. I mean, in their world, they were cleaning it up to say that they were giving it up, but that up until then, I had been someone who intimidated them and that they were kind of jealous of or whatever. So I'm like, I'm sorry you had that experience of me. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know where that comes from, but I apologize that that's your experience of me. I don't want to land like that, but... That's your story. And that's the point is there's very, if you really get back, back to the, let's circle back to the point, which if you really get down to it, there's very, there are facts. There are things that happen. It's our story about the things that happen that end up putting us, giving up our power or empowering us. Right. Right. And the muscle and the muscle to build is to be someone who, who gets that you're the one who gets to put the spin on it. Yes. And if you can put the spin on it that has you show up as powerful, you win. Yep. And you don't have to make anybody, you don't have to, your job isn't to convince everybody else that your spin is even right. And that's where people I know get pissed off at me because my spin is always going to be, you know, I believe it's my job to always get back to coming from my true essence, which is nothing but love, stardust, God, whatever the hell you want to call it. But that I know that that for me, that's where I want to. I mean, I really, really, really believe it when I say there is a power within me that is greater than any circumstance before me. Yep. That's where I want my all my stories to spin from. They don't always <laughs> <laughs> want all my stories to spin from that. Even if I see this as a minor, 
like, you know, I was thinking about this coming into the new year. Literally, I went to the doctor on the 31st of the year and started in antibiotics. The first day of the year, I was sick. The second day of the year, I was sick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> day of the year, I am sick. Now, I could make up a story that that means that I started out my year really crappy and that this is going to be a bad year. I mean, I could go down a rabbit hole that would create a bunch of crap for 2017 that I'm just unwilling to do. Like, I'm just like, are you kidding me? Let's look at it this way. The first day of the year, I got to rest. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The first day of the year, I got to rest. I have a job that is so amazing that with one text, I can cancel and reschedule a client and end up resting the rest of the afternoon. Yep. I mean, I have a job that is so amazing and so flexible that I didn't even plan to work on Monday because I don't have to. I choose to spin it that way. I could spin it into a negative spiral and make me do a lot more work. <laughs> oh my God, yeah. I don't. It's so funny that you say that because I did the exact same thing. I'm like, oh, my first thought was, okay, crap. My beginning of the new year is doing a bunch of stuff that's not what I want to be doing. Being sick and not exercising and not meditating and not doing all And I had this whole story kind of that I was like, I didn't come into this new year fresh and renewed. And I was like, screw that. No, my story isn't going to be that I screwed up the beginning of the new year. My story is going to be it's the beginning of the new year. And that's the only real truth that there is and that right. I am going to, I'm taking care of myself and I self, so self-care is going to be what important to me. What a way to start your year, taking care yeah. of yourself. What an awesome way to do it. That's powerful. Yeah. Yeah. And I would assert that the average human being would have the first, the first thoughts we were talking about of like, oh man, you're starting your year sick. That's not a good sign. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. I, mean, I really think that that would be most people's go-to, don't you? Oh my gosh, yeah. Because it's like, wait. That's not a good sign. <laughs> there must be a sign from above. I wrote my own damn sign. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm glad we talked about this because, and I don't know, maybe we should title this episode, Everybody's Pissed at Us. Um, but not everybody, but definitely... We have some people stirred up, and I tell you what, that's not a bad idea. I'm not unhappy about that. No, me either. I mean, it, that's one I'm of the things that you've you taught me. If something pisses me off, then it's something I got to get an inquiry about, you know? Like, why is it making me mad? And usually it's because I feel like it's a threat to my belief system, and that belief yeah. system is something that I'm not willing to let go of quite yet, so... But why? Why am I not okay with believing that I have the power to make a difference, to change the change the paradigm? And, you know, here's the other thing I just want to put out there. I, and I think you, we are safe people to be pissed at. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, go ahead and be pissed off at me. I, I can take it. Yep. I'll love you through it. When this person was bold enough to finally say, Jay, I was so pissed at you, I just smiled. <laughs> like, I was like, she was like, I can't believe you're smiling. I'm like, I love it. Go. That's awesome that you're pissed at me. I mean, I my immediate response was, this is fantastic. Yeah. Because now we can actually talk about it. If you're going to keep it to yourself, I can't ever help you with that. But if you're willing to tell me that you're pissed at me, then we can actually get to where you can hear me. Yes. Because there was definitely with her in particular, 
there was stuff missing where what she was hearing was not what I was saying. It was part of her story and part of her belief system and all the things. And part of that, and, and that absolutely comes from her commitment to make a difference and her commitment to be informed. You know, there are people who, and I appreciate them about this so much. I have people in my life, I call. I say that I basically have advisors. I'm not the president. However, I am somebody who lives my life with other people advising me. And I appreciate that because I don't want to be informed at the level that they're informed. It, it's not interesting to me. And, it, and I feel like I only have so many minutes on in my day. And I'm going to fill it up with great books and people and my kids' laughter. And like that's what I want my life filled up with. I do not want my life filled up with stories of violence and torture and awfulness out in the world, but I appreciate other people being form, being informed about that because, I, you know, and if that's, they can do that and still move forward and communicate powerfully and make a difference, then I'm like, yes. And so I have other people that I look to, to speak those things, you know, Aaron Brown, for oh, example, yeah. God love him. I mean, Aaron Brown is so articulate. I love that woman so much. And when I want to get in, get somebody's intake on something, I go look at what Aaron's saying about it. Because, you know, Aaron will help me figure stuff out. Oh, yeah. I'm not the one for that. And, you know, I think we also recognize the privilege that we have to do this. As well. I think that that's something to note. Um, And I've said this to people over and over again. I recognize the privilege that I have to say, I'm going to not pay attention to that. Or I'm going to turn that off. Or I'm not going to let that be a part of my world. Because there are people who, who don't have a choice. And they... They live it and breathe it, and it's there every day. And what we can do, what do we do, how do we do to, to, to better that situation for them is what I would, you know, I think what you said is that you can't show up for the world and and be a stand for others if you are beaten down. So you can recognize that there is this out there, that we have the privilege in our lives to not have to face it on a day-to-day basis, and the way that we can show up to help is by being clear and in a good place. Well, and the trans issue is a perfect way to speak about that, right? So I am very clear that people have the privilege of never having to think about transgender people in their life if they don't have anybody in their life that's transgender. Right, right. You know, I mean, they don't have to think about it. They don't have a kid that's transgender. They don't have a a, a, a sibling or a spouse or a, somebody who's transgender. And so it doesn't affect them that the suicide rate amongst trans teens is higher than anybody else and, you know, all those things. But let me tell you something. That is something that is always on the forefront of my mind. And part of where I make my difference is being, you know, it's so clear to me that one of the biggest differences that I make in the world and that I'm acknowledging myself just as an acknowledgement, nothing else, is that young trans guys look out into the media and into the world and they have no, they don't see themselves. They don't exist. They don't exist. And so if nothing else, me being out and me being on this podcast and me being out as much as I can and getting myself as much media coverage as possible is giving them somebody who is normal enough to have a wife and kids and a career that they love and a life that they love and I'm stable and I'm well. 
and they can see that, oh, my God, I could actually have a future like that guy. I remember what it was like to be a young lesbian and have nobody on TV. Nobody in my world existed but me. And I felt like I was the only one, and that was why I was suicidal. And when you can't see yourself into a future, why should you exist? Mm -hmm. That's why the suicide rate's so high. I totally get that there are people who have the privilege of not, I'm, I don't, I'm not mad at them about that. They're just, you know, they, that it doesn't touch their lives, but it's my job to stay out there. And it's my job to keep educating and to showing up in front of them and not for them, but for those trans kids that do need to see me <laughs> out there. Right? right. And I cannot do that job if I'm inundated in my own depression and crappity crappiness because I can't because I've inundated myself with such negativity from our environment, all the media, which is all made up. Talk about all made up. If you want to talk about all made up, half of the stories that you read out there in the media aren't even true. Yep. Most of them are lies. Like blatant (laughs) lies. source people. Blatant lies. Yeah. Like not even like, oh, they're just stretching it a little bit. It's like, yeah. No, blatant lies. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so why would I, and so in order to even be informed in a way that's accurate, takes so much energy. Yeah. It just takes so much energy that I'm not up for that. And, and we've got an, you've got a team of people who can, you know, keep, get you there and get you to the right place. I totally get it. So for me to mostly pray for, pray for it. Cause that's my most powerful resource. As far as I'm concerned, I also put money towards it. You know, I support causes. I support people who are out there doing work, you know, people just like people support me going out to do talks for and educating and advocating for trans kids, you know, we're all, we've all got our place, our little cog in the machine. Um, and I'm very clear where mine is. All right. Well, hopefully this made people a little less pissed at us, but <laughs> probably <more>. not. <laughs> <laughs> We're, if we're, you're more pissed at us now, then I would really invite you to look at, like, what are you resisting? Because, you know, there's something that we're talking about that's just really rubbing you the wrong way. There's probably some belief in there that is really being threatened right now. And, you know, lean into that. Hell yeah. And, and, and join us. You know, come on. We'd enjoy, we invite you to come on the show, come on the podcast with us and, and let's dig into it. Maybe we can. Yeah, tell us we about can, it. We want to hear it. Yeah, we want to know. And you can't hurt me by being mad no, at No, never, <laughs> never, never, never. We are thicker skin than you can imagine. If anything, we're excited by it because it means that we have struck a chord and we want to keep, you know, investigating that. So let us know. You contact us through jandbecca.com or come Tell us about it at Doing the Work with Jay and Pekka on our Facebook page. Uh, and let's talk some more about this. Let's keep the conversation going and figure out exactly what it is that's making you mad about when you're making it up. Because we're all, it's, it's all made up and we, we just got to figure out a way to get you there. And again, before we go, I just want to say that what I want for you, our listeners, what I want for you is to have a muscle where something happens and your go-to is to make up a story that has you be powerful. Not you being a victim, not you look showing up as weak and needing to be taken care of, not you being a martyr, you being powerful. And the more you practice that, I promise you, it's a muscle. The more you practice it, the better you get at it. And it takes just like being willing to have something happen and 
watch where your head goes, man. Watch the very first thing that, you know, remember the ego is a 911 responder. Something happens, shoom, here comes ego, 911 responder, making up a story that has you show up less than powerful. Amen. 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 (laughs) All right. Well, we will see you around here next week. As always, we invite you to let us know if there are some topics or things that you'd like to discuss, and we will be back. See you next Wednesday. Have a great week. Thank you so much for joining us again this week on Doing the Work with Jay and Becca. We appreciate you so much, and we invite you to join us at Doing the Work with Jay and Becca on Facebook. Uh, We have a great discussion group there going, or visit us at jayandbecca.com for show notes. We have uh, pullouts of links to the books and the things that we talk about. And as always, we are here for you and we want to be part of your weekly self-care. So thank you so much for listening. Stay connected and most importantly, be kind to you. Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Jay, and we'll see you next week. See you next week.